Hello, I'm Robert Bateman and welcome to the Privacy Corner where I talk you through three different privacy and data protection related stories that have developed this week. Thank you to Privato AI for providing this space for me to talk about privacy each week. So we'll be talking about Meta's new legal basis for targeted advertising in Europe, uh, two online safety bills aimed at protecting children that have passed the Senate committee stage in the US, and a secret plan uh, for the government to allegedly influence the UK's data protection regulator in relation to an ongoing facial recognition investigation. So first up, let's talk about Meta. And finally, Meta has announced it will be switching to consent for targeted advertising in most of Europe. That's the European economic area. So all the EU countries plus Iceland, Liechtenstein and Norway and Switzerland, not the UK, but we'll come back to that. So this is a five and a half year epic legal battle between Meta and various different groups and regulators and courts. They switched to contract when the GDPR first passed because the GDPR strengthened the definition of consent. So Meta could no longer infer that users were consenting to targeted ads when they signed up for the services. And then they moved over to legitimate interests after the Irish Data Protection Commission ordered them to do so at the behest of the European Data Protection Board this January. So in spring, they switched from contract to legitimate interests. Then last month, we had a CJEU case relating to competition that some of the court's commentary stated that Meta should not be using legitimate interests for its behavioural advertising activities. And we also had an intervention by the Norwegian Data Protection Authority, which we discussed a couple of weeks ago on Privacy Corner, where Norway said, stop doing this in respect of Norwegian users without consent. So Meta is making the switch. They also cite the Digital Markets Act as a motivating factor here. New rules on gatekeepers will come into effect next spring. So all these various doors to avoiding asking for consent have finally closed, it appears. The switch will not affect UK users who were also not impacted by the switch to legitimate interests and so have not had the opportunity to opt out of targeted advertising. The UK's Data Protection Authority has said they'll be looking into this. Hard to see really how the ICO will be able to influence Meta here because this uh, court ruling does not apply in the UK and nor does the Digital Markets Act. But for European uh, mainland Europeans, nonetheless, uh, Meta will be asking your consent for advertising at some point in the future. Now let's look at these two children's online safety bills that have made significant progress in the US. We have the Kids Online Safety Act, COSA, and COPPA 2.0, the Children and Teens Online Privacy Protection Act. So this latter bill updates COPPA, which first passed last century, let's not forget. And it introduces a wider scope 
new ban on targeted advertising to children and teens and various content moderation provisions. These bills are pretty similar and they're getting more similar each time they're amended. So COSA has maybe more of a uh, content moderation angle, trying to prevent platforms from showing harmful content to kids. Uh, COPPA is, a, as I say, an, is an amendment to, well, COPPA 2.0 is an amendment to COPPA 1.0, uh, which has been amended itself many times, but it, this is a wholesale new law. And one thing people are a bit worried about with these laws is that they will require platforms to age gate uh, their users, so not allow children to register accounts by for example, asking for ID, setting up biometric processes for keeping kids out. Now, recent amendments have clarified that no such requirement is made of platforms. Nothing in the bill will require affirmative collection of any personal data with respect to the age of users or the implementation of an age gating or age verification functionality. Uh, COPPA has similar uh, language. But because platforms will not want to be caught out under these laws that have a very wide scope, they apply basically if you are uh, deemed to have reasonably should have known that a child is using your platform, then you are deemed to know that the child is using your platform. So the effect of these bills might be to increase the amount of age verification we see online. More companies asking for passport details, for example, or implementing some sort of age estimation processes. Does it get the balance right, is the question. Children's safety on the one hand, and everyone's privacy on the other. Are there ways to do this in privacy-preserving ways? We will see, but I think these bills could have a big impact on lots of companies, including those that do not consider their services to be aimed at children. Now, finally, let's turn to the UK, where the ICO, the uh, Data Protection Authority uh, on, in the UK, has been investigating a company called Facewatch. Now, Facewatch provides facial recognition for retailers. So facial recognition cameras that scan everyone's face as they enter the store and check against a database of biometric information about actual and suspected shoplifters. Facewatch was under investigation for several years because obviously this is very uh, very relevant to the GDPR, collecting biometric information. Uh, arguably, there were transparency issues here too. The ICO found lots and lots of issues with Facewatch, uh, eight different uh, legal provisions cited here. And it turns out that the government agreed to meet with Facewatch and the government minister, the policing minister in the Home Office, offered to write to the ICO to set out the effects of retail crime, so to underline why the government deems Facewatch's work so important. Now, this doesn't sound like necessarily a big deal, but the GDPR requires uh, data protection authorities to be completely independent. You know, they're not allowed to take instructions from any uh, government body because they have powers to, of course, enforce against the government. 
the ICO has chosen to take a uh, light touch approach in that respect, but that power does exist. So three weeks after this meeting, where the government offered to write to the ICO on behalf of Facewatch, the ICO dropped its case. Now, we don't know whether the letter was actually written. If it was written, we don't know what it said. Even if it had very strong language, we don't know whether the ICO just shredded it or whether they were intimidated by it or thought they'd do the Home Office a favour. But we do know that despite these uh, violations of the law being found, the ICO dropped its case three weeks after this meeting. They do say that Facebook put some steps in place to improve the uh, data protection compliance, but all we have about that is a bunch of black rectangles because that's been redacted. So we don't know, as I say, how far the government went in influencing the ICO, if any distance at all. More freedom of, inf of uh, information requests should reveal that, but it could be a very big deal in, in my view. We should not have the government writing about individual uh, investigations. So thanks so much. That's all I've got for this week. Please do sign up for the newsletter. Much more information about all these issues there. Some additional reading about the California Privacy Protection uh, Agency's first investigation into privacy in cars and some other bits, uh, a red line of the Copper 2.0 I've linked to by the uh, Privacy Future of Privacy Forum, which is well worth looking at. And thanks again to Privado AI, a privacy code scanning company trying to bridge the privacy and engineering gap. Very grateful for them to provide this space for me each week. And I'll see you next week. Thank you.